in Seattle, Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 678 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, maybe it's your brain that really doesn't want you to exercise. Some new research on that. And also, uh, alcohol. Is it just toxic, or is it good to have a glass or two of alcohol a day. We'll talk about that. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. And we try to not get real political on this show because I could just see the divide it created when we uh, worked in terrestrial radio. And uh, I see the divide that it's created family, friends in this country. So uh, so I've been pretty determined going into to this election cycle uh, to, to, to really try to listen to other people, right? And, and, and I have to say, though, I, I just I want to be on the record with what happened with Joe Biden uh, this past week. It is very clear to me that cognitively uh, he is suffering right now. And the thing that I don't like is they are blaming this on his age. And, and it, this is just what happens with old people. And that's not true, right? I have people in my life that are his age, my friend George, for instance. Uh, and if George was equipped to run the country, he could certainly still run his company. He could run a country uh, today if that if that was his skill set. And he's eighty, just turned eighty one. Uh, I think of some of my other friends that are in their late late seventies, early eighties, and just how capable they are. And then also, if you've been around people that begin to forget. It is a heartbreaking road of horror. If you have any family, any friends, and you've seen them go through dementia or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, we've had all that in my family as well as ALS. They, they, they are, it is so brutal. It is so brutal to watch. And so I'm just asking Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, who is married to Joe Biden, to say, you know what? Uh, it's time to rest. You've done a great job here. Uh, you have served the public. And now it is time to let somebody else run. And, Ron, you know I feel that way on both sides of the aisle. This, to me, is not a national conversation about old people can't cognitively think, because that's not true. This should be a national conversation about mental health. And as we're seeing the president struggle right now, everybody around him is lying about it, including his wife that is pushing him to run another four years. Hey, can uh, I offer so, one so thing that, that may be a little bit of a pushback? And, and I, I agree with you 94%. I, I think this, this is a little bit of a devil advocacy. The thing that they really came down on Joe Biden about is that he could not remember dates. I am a guy in my 50s. <clears throat> I almost said 40s. <laughs> I'm a guy in my 50s right now. Um, and I think I'm cognitively pretty good. 
I, I cannot remember dates. Yeah. Uh, when, when they pressed Joe Biden on the year that his son died, they pressed Joe Biden on a couple of date issues. I, I've been, you and I, unfortunately, have been a, a part of a couple court cases where you're being subpoenaed, where so I have, have an attorney asking me uh, specific dates. The last time this happened to me, I made up a cheat card that I put inside uh, the pocket of the blazer I was wearing, um, and I asked the judge, can I bring out my date cheat card? Because I know these dates are coming up, and I just, I'm not good with dates. <clears throat> because I don't want to get a, a gotcha moment on, oh, you said this date and it was that date. And he said, no, you cannot use that. And so if, if it's, there is a very small lane, and it's very small, where, where I have some empathy for Joe Biden on not knowing specific dates. I had someone ask me the other day, uh, what year did I get divorced? I don't know. I honestly don't know if you, uh, that should be a, a date that I remember. I don't remember the date. I think I have a range of a couple years, but I can't look at you with confidence and tell you what that date was. I know the day of the year I was born. I know the year I graduated high school and I know the year like something like nine 11 happened or even sometimes with hurricane Katrina, one of the most consequential uh, years of my life. I sometimes I'm like, was it 2005? Come on, man. It Come on. You think he can go another four years and, and another? So you're no, you're, at, you're asking this guy to go to 85 or 86 years old. I agree old. with you that what, he should what, not what, run. What, what do you see with what do you see with your own eyes? Especially when he came out and he tried to take questions and he couldn't even do that. Yeah, so. no, I, I'm saying that you're right. I'm just saying on the the one part about the dates, I empathize with him on because I too am horrible with dates. But I, I agree with you that this has turned into a bit of a clown show uh, of both of these nominees that are marching towards this ticket you know the, and you've talked about this before there are some historians that believe ronald reagan's faculties were in steep decline while he was in the white house just ask his son so when this, you see him at metropolitan market in west seattle and ron will t ron will tell you when, you, is, when you see ron who who is a friend of ours just just and i won't say what ron will tell you just in a private moment uh and he's been asked that question a million times. Right. So I'm not saying it's unprecedented in American history, but you're right. It, it is. It is. We're, we're, we're going to have uh, basically nine months of the lesser of two evils. Like that's where it, it's oh. going to be a slog. And, and I got to tell you, I've gone down the rabbit hole multiple times on all these different lawsuits. I'm pretty much a constitutional lawyer at this point. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just going to be nonstop this for the next nine months. Why, I, why, don't, why, why, why do we find ourselves here and, and why couldn't we do better? And, and I've, I have voted for Republicans and Democrats. And to be honest, people might listen to us and think we're, we're uh, more Democrats or more left leaning. And I say when it, so, socially, probably, but. Uh, I've, when I've it comes to when it comes well. to my money, the the Republicans have been, have been great, and it's been it's been very hard watching my health care go up again to like sixteen hundred oh dollars a month for health care now. I, I, if I if I knew the answer to that question, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. I, I honestly don't get it. Um, at some at some point in the last, I don't know, some point in our lifetime in the last fifteen twenty years. Things. This is the, my only diagnosis. Things change from let's talk about 
a, a, a policy or a government program that I think would do the most or a law that I think would do the most good for all of America. And then the other side, whatever side of the aisle you're on, would say, well, I agree to disagree. Here's what I think would be best for all of America, whether you go down the line of gun rights or abortion or homelessness or immigration or whatever. You could you could put a, an idea on the table and say, here's my idea. And then the other person could debate the idea now, for whatever reason. Now it is, I want to get one over on you. Yeah. I want to, it doesn't matter what the policy That's is. Right. doesn't yeah, matter right. what we're talking about. You're now my enemy. My fellow American is now my enemy. Russia's not the enemy. China's not the enemy. Al Qaeda's not the enemy. It is you. My fellow American, and, and that to me makes me very, very sad because, you know, when you think about it, and, and we spend quite a bit of time uh, when it comes up talking about the greatest generation or World War II or Vietnam or all uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, the, those men and women that fought for our country to preserve our Constitution and preserve what we have, and I feel like I should swell up the Democratic music behind me. It doesn't say private first class Republican or private first class Democrat or private first class independent. It just says private first class U.S. Army on, on your on your name placard. So it, it's sad to me that this the misinformation and this everything has evolved and metastasized has turned the gun turrets from maybe we should be the light on the hill to quote Ronald Reagan uh, for the rest of the world and show what a, a, a democracy with some you know courage and uh, can be a light for the world and now it's like I'm going to get over on you my fellow American because you have a different letter behind your name and that it makes me very, very sad. Yeah. And, 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 and I will say just in, in doing our podcast and our radio show for years, I have friends that are way over on the left and way over on the right. And I introduce them to each other sometimes and they talk to each other and they like each other. So it, it, what a, what a politician is going to do is their job is to come in and create divide and create a problem that maybe doesn't exist. Or if it does exist, uh, it's not quite as it's framed. And, the, and then all of a sudden now, Joe Biden's the only one that can save us from Donald Trump, right? And Donald Trump is the only one that can save America. And the real problem is, can either of these two bozos, and I'm just going to say it, they are bozos to me, to, that, that both these guys are running. They, they are. This, this, is, this is a clown car. This is a clown show. And it is very clear that nobody is talking about policy. Nobody is talking about uh, how we're going to move forward together as a country and any politician that has stepped forward to do that. No one's listened to. They don't find them interesting when they talk policy, right? It's like, we, we, we like the WWE in politics. Uh, we love a good gladiator football game on Sunday. And this is kind of what this is. This is turned into. So we'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, I got some exciting news now through March 2nd. They're having their Founders Day sale at Les Schwab. Who's Les Schwab? Well, you know, they sponsor this show. You know, they do a lot of great things in the community. In fact, uh, this Thanksgiving, raise a lot of food. And during the holidays, yeah, raise a lot of toys. thing I love about Les Schwab is he loves the community. He's been doing it. In fact, instilling their family values since 1952 in all our Communities, 70 years, earning your trust. Right now, the Founders Day Sale. It's a thank you to all the customers out there. Get this. 
you could save up to $150. That's right, $150 when you buy a set of four select tires. And all you got to do when you go in is say that Ron and Don sent you. All right? For that location near you, all you need to do is go to LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab, let's say it together. They've been doing the right thing since 1952. All right, so this is how real estate works. I'm at a Seahawks game, and I'm watching the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, and I'm in my friend George's seat, and I'm sitting next to my friend Mike Martin. Known Mike now over a decade. He calls me the other day. He says, hey, I got a tech friend. He's in Hawaii. He owned a property in Green Lake. He's going to fix it up. He went to Hawaii. He said, I'm never going home. So he's had this rental now for 10 years. His name is Jude. So Mike puts me in touch with Jude. Jude calls me and says, hey, I got to sell this house. I call Scotty. We go over the house. And this house has a foundation problem. has a roof problem. has lots of problems. And in order to fix this house and bring it to market, it's going to take about $100,000. And then the house is going to be worth about $925,000. Anyway, there's a builder that Jude knows that says, hey, well, I'll give you eight thirty-five. And then there's a neighbor that says, hey, I'll give you eight fifty." And then what I did is I got on the phone with one of my builder friends. Because, again, I don't like seeing homes torn down. But there's some that have to be torn down when they have bad foundations, right? And this is a home that has to come down. This builder said, you know what? I'll pay a million sixty thousand dollars for that job uh, for that particular house so case closed there are builders right now paying more for properties than people are willing to pay when they step in and say wow this thing has a bad foundation this thing is still on oil this has a bad roof there's a lot of work to do here so while many homes i like to see restored some can't be right so when you need us if you have a piece of property if you have an old home it has a bad leaky roof lots of deferred maintenance call us because sometimes the best thing to do is to fix it up and bring it to market if you have the funds to do so and sometimes the best thing to do is to create a new property and reimagine it because guess what here in seattle yeah there's not a lot of property just laying around so when you need us whether it's wholesale retail investing buying selling let's sit down ron and don sitdown.com and real quick for all you uh, people from chicago you understand the bozo the clown reference right channel nine with his sidekick cookie <laughs> Cookie the Clown. <laughs> and then Romper Stompers would, would start. Did you Romper Stomp? Uh, no, I think I was an electric company uh, thing. That might have been a couple of years before my time. Yeah, Romper Stompers, electric company, Zoom. Did you Zoom? Used to do the, was it, uh, heaven forbid, was it Bill Cosby that used to say he could see you through the TV? Was that the on the, the picture pages? No. That was, was not Bill Cosby. Who was he the was, one he that was could, doing Fat Albert. Who was the one that could see you through the, the TV? There was, well, I remember that guy's like, how does he see me through the TV? He's looking at me through the TV. This is creepy. I don't like it. Saving all your names. Yeah. That might have been Bozo the Clown. Okay. Yeah, he was pretty smart. Not as smart as Cookie the Clown, but pretty smart. Anyway. Uh, Hey, the brain, exercise. You and I talk talk about this a lot. Uh, Some new research says that maybe your brain doesn't want you to get out and and move and get out and exercise. What are your thoughts? I mean, these, all these theories that go around, um, I I find some, some, 
interest in them. And, and just so people know, I was actually talking to someone that uh, is in medicine a while back. And like, did you got to read the studies? I brought up some study. And like, yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm scientifically literate enough to read the actual study because, and they're like, yeah, but once it gets to popular media, they take someone's study and they, uh, most of the time read the abstract, don't understand how the data was collected, and then they want to make a flashy headline, and so they'll put out a headline like this. But if I understand the theory correctly, it's basically if you go back to prehistoric man, uh, you go back to the Paleolithic era or whatever, um, because there was so much food scarcity, the human brain evolved in such a way that it was like, yeah, you did not want it. Not exerting yourself was evolutionarily ad uh, the advantage because there will come a time in the very near future when you might have to run after a, an animal to kill him for, you know, 20 hours when that style of hunting, uh, you might have to, there might be a dangerous situation that you all have to flee. And so your body, our bodies, the human uh, body, um, you know, homo sapien body has evolved and the brain has evolved to resist just exertion for no reason. And so there's an evolutionary, you know, wiring, if you will, that says, no, like eat, eat, get all these calories that you can, because when the lion attacks or when I got to chase that antelope down with the tribe, I will have this energy store. And obviously in modern times, that's not uh, the case anymore, but our brains are still wired in that way where most people, uh, and there are a few outliers, but most people uh, just do not, they're, they're their brain physically resists the desire to exercise because there's no, there's no stimuli there. There's no, uh, you know, there isn't anything dangerous. There isn't, uh, you know, something that you're trying to escape. And so it's easier or your brain is just naturally bent towards not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, when, when we would hunt and gather, we would, uh, hunt for days sometimes at a time and you, because we weren't as fast uh, you'd have to herd animals, right? So as humans, uh, or what we know as human, uh, herding other animals. I, I, I have to say, I do this, and I find this to be very helpful. Uh, there, there's an Aegis, I think it's called Aegis, yeah, a retirement community near the gym where I work out at. And I like to park in the neighborhood, and then I like to walk by the dining hall and I look in the dining hall and I see people that are in their eighties, nineties, um, even people that are, that are younger than that for sure. But you see walkers in there, you see oxygen tanks, you see what life looks like when you start running out of time. And it makes me, it, it fires up my brain and it just, it makes me You sprint to the gym from there. <laughs> I have to say and try this, and I and I read this a couple months ago, and I wonder if it's true. They say after the age of thirty, most humans will never sprint at a full speed ever again after the age of really? thirty. Really? Yeah. Hmm. When's the last time you sprinted as hard as you, you ran as hard as you could run? Thirty? No, I, I'm trying to remember. No, we've done some radio bits over the years. I think where I had to run, but it's—I mean, it's been a minute. Like I, I've been on the treadmill, where you know, but I'm not sprinting because I'm like, okay, I don't want to pull anything or twist, you know, snap an Achilles. You or, probably won't. Yeah, that's I'm, just that. That's just I never, the story you tell yourself about yeah. yourself. No, I have I, not I, sprinted. I, I, yeah. I've not sprinted in 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 a long, long time. Yeah. 
I've been sprinting at the gym and, and it, it's pretty thrilling when you can, and, and I don't do it for a whole mile, but I can do it for a quarter of a mile where you run like a five thirty mile and you're 56 years old and you're hauling ass on a treadmill. It's pretty cool. Uh, and my son and I started doing this where we'll, we'll run a lap and then we'll jog and walk, run, uh, jog, walk. And I have to say, uh, there is something about then, then when you go outside in nature and you open it up a little bit and you run and you, th- and I feel like I'm running so fast. And then, and then somebody will show me a, a video of myself, usually my son. It, 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 it looks like I'm Joe Biden running down the track. That's but always I, true. Cause I, you can I, see these world I, record paces. You're like, I think I'm not running that fast. What's that? You, that's how just it looks on video. Cause like I've watched video of, you know, Kip Choge running a two hour marathon. Oh good. And I was like, he doesn't, they don't seem like they're running that fast. And then, <laughs> and then you watch someone try to do that pace. Yeah. And it's like they fall flat on their face. Like, oh, yeah, he is he is running. So if you want to – I don't know if you've ever done this, Don. There's a, there's a challenge. So this just brought me up. Kip Choge, who ran a two-hour marathon, um, they did a – challenge with him where they have this giant treadmill platform and they brought out uh, in Olympic athletes. They brought out professional athletes. They brought out college like soccer stars and, and all sorts of people of that ilk. And then average citizens could do it. I think this was at like a runner's world convention or something like that. And they said, do you, how long do you, so Kip Choge does this and I forget his first name, but Kip Choge does this for, Two hours, a little over two hours. How long do you think that you could keep up this pace? And so you'll have someone that competed in the Olympics go, I think I can do it for 10 minutes, or I think I can do it for 15 minutes. And they start up this giant treadmill and they get on there and nobody, you could have competed in the Olympics. Nobody lasts for longer than like 90 seconds tops. It is astonishing. But when you watch him run, yeah. it's like, oh, he's just cruising along. So I don't think that you are alone and like you're, you're running faster than it appears on video. <laughs> well, watch that video because it is okay. it's, it's astonishing. <laughs> There's this other guy in the UK. Once I went down that rabbit hole, I was watching him and he tries. He's a, a guy around your age, actually. And he goes after these different fitness things. Yeah. So he'll find a, a Tour de France climber and he's like, I'm going to climb for 10 minutes oh, at cool. the same pace as the guy. I'm going to run as fast as Kipchoge runs for one lap. Yeah. And so he tries to match these things and he's really fit. I do some and, of that stuff. And it's yeah. just, um, it, it's an incredible, incredible speed that they run at. But he's, it's, it's, it's astonishing. Yeah. I've, I watched, I've watched my uh, son embrace his health over the last year. And we do something before we leave the gym where you're supposed to do 10 of something, just anything, just to make yourself better. One exercise, 10 of something, do your 10 of something before you go. That kid couldn't even do a push-up last year not one so he's down on the ground showing off banging out 25 30 push-ups and then uh jumped over and did eight pull-ups wow pull-ups are pull-ups are no joke i bet your son i bet your son could out bench press me right now <laughs> i think he can out bench press me all right more in a minute Hey, 
Hey, it's Ronald Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him better as Mitch.loans. Mitch, you have a really cool new product for investors. I think it's kind of the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah, so we have a great new investor cash flow program. And what this is, is we take the house you are buying and we inspect it, not you, the borrower. And so what we do is we look at the house and we say, will it cash flow? If you put 20% down, will it make more money than it's going to cost you to keep paying off your mortgage? And if it does, it's yours. It doesn't matter what you make on your own. It doesn't matter all these other things that we usually have to document. They don't matter. They're gone. It's just, does this house make sense? And if it does, you can buy it. All right, so you can go up to four doors, up to four units on this. And uh, Don and I have never heard of a product like this. It's pretty exciting if you've been wanting to get into the investment game. So go to Mitch.loans right now. Set up a time to talk to Mitch. See if you qualify for this new program. That's Mitch.loans. You guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, I think it's interesting. There, we've heard lots of reports over the years that a little bit of alcohol every day is good for you. We've also read that uh, there are blue zones. There's a Netflix special now. We talked to the gentleman that wrote that book. It started out as just, didn't it just start out as a story like for the Atlantic or something like that? And then he ended up writing the blue zones where... I think it started where there was, uh, and I forget which the village was, there was like more... 100-year-olds in this town than they could find yeah. anywhere in, in the world. Centenarians. Octogenarians. Centenarians, is, that's is, right. Uh, 80-year-olds. That's right. Centenarians in this one town. And so then it got him curious, is there any other towns in the world where there are uh, a, a concentration of centenarians? And then it's kind of meta- it's morphed over the years because one of the cities is not in the Mediterranean. It's in Japan. Mm-hmm. And one of the cities is in America. Yeah. And so this Mediterranean blue zone diet um it, it michael pollan said it best you know eat what is his phrase he basically said um eat eat whole foods not very much mostly plants like that's his mantra and like that's the you don't have to read the whole book that's the book yeah eat whole foods not very much Mostly plants. Yeah, and then with all those, they say uh, being involved in a social circle, being socially connected, feeling purpose, movement, not at a gym. Usually people aren't on Peloton. But they did find with these centenarians, many of them do socially drink or have at least a glass. Wine is very popular in all of these. In the Japan one, sometimes sake. Most of them aren't habitual drinkers, but they do consume some alcohol. And that's where these theories came up around, you know, some of the ingredients in wine might be beneficial to the heart. And we've had all of those studies in 60-minute stories. Uh, And so it's... They, they continue to do a lot of study on this. The thing that people do, especially with alcohol, is everybody lies. Everybody will say, I have one drink, yeah. and it's a 42-ounce big gulp of wine. <laughs> That's my one. I had one glass of wine. And it's like, no, you didn't have one glass. I had one cocktail, but it, it was a quadruple shot cocktail. It's yeah. like, that doesn't count as one cocktail. Yeah. And then they add it up for the week, and they go, oh, I had five glasses of wine. It's like, you had five bottles of wine. And that's yeah. a very big difference between five glasses of wine, because a glass of wine, I think, is four ounces. Yeah. Uh, four ounces is not a lot of ounces. 
and so that's where I think we get in trouble as Americans because we over we we you know supersize everything. Yeah, and I and, I, and there's a new study out saying hey, there no no form of alcohol is good for you that that it's that that it's toxic and 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 where the other studies were funded before that said uh, it was okay. And I think what's interesting about that, I think it just depends upon your relationship, right? So for me, like my relationship with sugar, I, I don't I. I didn't grow up really eating dessert, and I, and I think that's triggered in a lot of households. When you're done with dinner, you have dessert, you have ice cream, you have popcorn, you have something. And so we would have Neapolitan ice cream every once in a while, and my grandparents would come over. Uh, in the square, the square box? The square box, yeah. And everybody always left me the chocolate, which I did not enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, I just think, I think it depends, and especially for, like, dudes, like – Guys like us, when you when you get over on the other side of fifty, you really have to pay attention to, to cancer markers. You have to pay attention to your heart. You have to pay attention to blood pressure, hypertension, uh, all that stuff. Your cholesterol level. Uh, you should be taking your blood pressure every once in a while just to check in on yourself, right? Because otherwise, your doctor's only doing that once a year. If you go see your doctor once a year, I'm I'm kind of amazed at some of my friends that don't even go see a doctor. Uh, once a year and they even have health care they just don't want to go right they don't want to hear the news so I, th- I i think for some people though like if you're like if you have a relationship with alcohol where you're drinking alone or where you are in a situation where uh you're going through a hard time and you can't share that hard time with other people and you can't connect uh, sometimes just as dudes, as we get older, as we lose friends and friendships, as they pass away and die, or we move around, we retire, we move somewhere we've never lived before, like Mesa, Arizona, uh, it can be hard to, to reconnect. And so sometimes we, we reconnect with alcohol. So I just think men our age, especially have to pay attention to it as you get older. Uh, and you have to go in and get that testing done. And get your blood tested. I'm I'm amazed that there's three men across, and I don't know what's going on, on on my street, but there's three men right across the street from me right now that are all battling uh, the same cancer, and all of them are in very different places on their cancer journey. But the one thing they do have in common is they're they're relatively young, right? And uh, they're in their 60s. The one that is had having the hardest time was a was a daily daily drinker. And he just he just stopped. He's like, yeah, I I gotta I gotta fight this thing. So it's gonna take everything I got. So anyway, I just I think it just comes down to your relationship. If you have a, a, a hard hard time with alcohol, you have a hard time with sugar. I think you have to pay attention to it. So yeah, and I I I'll try to take these um, stories that say thus and such is toxic with a grain of salt in this in this regard. We live a live life that is in some way shape or form surrounded by toxicity meaning that the air we breathe the plastics in the water the car when you're driving um there we, we live a life that is misc mitigation uh, a risk mitigation at, at all times and so there there is virtually nothing you can do short of wrapping yourself in bubble wrap and and you know never leaving your house and having hepa filters on the air and everything else that could get you to a place where you're not going to experience any 
anything that's toxic or experience anything with risk. So I, I, I agree with you that it's it's about moderation and whether or not uh, a substance or a behavior has a global negative impact on you. I even remember listening to Dr. Peter Atia on this podcast once. He wrote the book on longevity, and he said he's one of the most disciplined, strict persons I've ever listened to. And you can tell when you look at him and his workouts and his food regimen, he's like, dude, if my friend from college comes into town, of course, we're going to break out a bottle of mezcal and, and have some drinks and I'm going to be hurting the next day. He's like, but I only get to see him, you know, every couple years. Um, he's one of my best friends. So yes, I do that. Uh, it's not like I, everyone else is having a, you know, a couple drinks and I'm sitting over there, you know, having seltzer. So he's like, yes, I do that. But then I don't continue to do it every day. Um, so I think it's all about moderation. It's, you know, people who just went to Super Bowl parties. I don't, yeah, you're going to do some stuff that's toxic every now and then. And even, even you will go get a Gary Queen now and then. It's like, hey, it's that you don't do it every day. That's but there right. are times where you go, I'm going to go have a Gary Queen. Going to have a Gary Queen. That's right. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for hitting subscribe and liking and making this one of your favorite podcasts. We appreciate that. About 2 million downloads to date. That's really incredible. So thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for allowing us to be your broadcasters, your friends, and your realtors. If you need us, let's just sit down together. Ronadonsitdown.com. And it's Monday, so I can't share anything. But uh, make sure you're listening to Thursday's show. Because uh, we have a really cool property uh, that's coming on that we can't wait to tell you about on Thursday's show. All right. Hey, if you need help listing a house, just reach out to us, ronandonsitdown.com. Let's sit down today. If you're buying, investing, uh, or selling, uh, we sell the sound. So we are here for you, ronanddon.com for the radio, for the website, and to get signed up and reach out for a sit down. All right. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show. Olay! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Only.